you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What is up, fam? Welcome to episode five of I Crying Corners. I am so thankful that you are here and on this uh, journey with me, and I am super stoked to chat with you today. Okay, quick recap for those just tuning in for the very first time, and for those who've maybe forgotten. I Crying Corners is a leadership principle that in a nutshell says, look, I know I need to be self-aware in order to lead myself and people, and just in case anyone was wondering, I do have feelings, but I steward my feelings with wisdom. That's pretty much what this is. Also, you can't lead yourself or people well if you don't fully grasp what we've been talking about the last couple weeks. Don't you worry, I'm going to give you a recap because this girl loves recaps. One, perfection is a myth. Two, emotions are a necessity. Three, love is a must-have. And four, sacrifice is the how-to. I'm going to say that junk again because it's awesome. Perfection is a myth. Emotions are a necessity. Love is a must-have. And sacrifice is the how-to. Okay. That leads us to number five. Chadi, what is number five? What are we talking about today? Calm down. I'm going to tell you. We're talking about Roots. Not the movie, although it's a good movie. Um, We're talking about Roots, like the stuff that's in the ground and that fruit grows from, that stuff. Yep. Let's dive into this because I'm all hyped up about Mountain Dew. Not about Mountain Dew, on Mountain Dew about this topic. Last week, I said surrendered gifts lead to a sacrificed life. But I feel like this week I need to continue that statement and say a sacrificed life bears good fruit. All together now. Surrendered gifts may lead to a sacrificed life, but a sacrificed life bears good fruit. Disclaimer. You can't have good fruit, God fruit, without deep roots. And everyone in their life wants to have fruit. You know, like a legacy, something they produce. But you can't have those things if you don't walk through stages like a seed stage. A seed stage of your dream or your life goal is kind of like when your dreams die. Yeah, sad bear. A second kind of stage of that is called dormancy, where you wait for your dream to kind of resurface uh, to actually happen. Um, Then I like to call it the sapling stage, where your season is spent under the shade of others. And then fourth, of course, it's when you're like in a flourishing stage, and it's where your fruit becomes something you can share. Yes, God wants you to have good fruit. God wants you to have God fruit, but you can't have any of these things if you don't have deep roots. But what am I getting? ahead of myself for. I feel like there's so much more I need to tell you before I even download that. Many people, including me in my early years of ministry and in life, believe that fruit of my life was solely tied to the things that I attained. Yes, but as the years have gone by and the striving for things finally left me in a corner all by myself, I came to realize that the fruit of your life is not things you attain, but the things you give away. Let me explain. When I consider the fruit of my life, um, I always think of uh, apple trees. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because when I was a kid, I remember growing up in Michigan and we would go to these massive uh, like orchards and we would pick apples. And it just always kind of stuck with me how epic apple trees were. Um, not only do they produce fruit that you can share, that you can consume, that you can replant, but it's birthed from these tiny seeds and, and they produce this massive shade. And so I believe God dreams, the kind of dreams that bear fruit come in seed form, mainly because most dreams have to die to be reborn through a kingdom filter And secondly, God-sized dreams that bear kingdom fruit will always be shared, can always be consumed, and can always be replanted. 
And if you take the time to grow these God-sized dreams, it becomes shade for others. Let's assess. Ask yourself and be really, really honest with yourself the following questions. Okay, you ready? Can your dream be shared with others? Can it be something others can take with them? Can it be something that can be passed on? Has it taken a hot minute to come into fruition? Can others find rest from this dream? If so, it could very well be a God dream. If not, no worries. We just need to redirect. It doesn't mean that your dream is not a God dream. It just may mean that it's not sacrificed fully. For details, listen to episode four again and again and pray to the Holy Spirit that he'll show you. I use this gauge with my dreams. I ask these questions of myself every time I have a new dream because it makes me consider the fruit of my life. Because if the fruit of my life is only things I can attain, then I'll miss out on all the other things God wants to do with them, which is give them away and give shade to others and be shared with others. And there's so much more God wants to do with your dreams than just you hold them. In episode three, I said God breaks uh, what he deploys and he's in the business of sending you out. You're not meant to live inward with your awesome gifts, just like alone in a corner with your gifts. Instead, you're meant to live as a reservoir of God's love for others to experience him in, in all his fullness. Okay, look, dreams and fruit are amazeballs. I'm not saying that it's not needed. Fruit is awesome. It's proof that you're being watered. It's proof that your life is growing. But becoming a fruit tree that moves past a sapling stage and into a stage where you're flourishing and your fruit is no longer for you but others is the win. And that's where roots come in. And that's why I want to talk to you guys about today about something that for me personally, this has like wrecked me. This has like been a massive game changer. So for all of you that this is going to kind of like internally mess up, sorry, not sorry. This needs to happen. I'm helping you. Listen, we're besties now. You've listened to me cry through four episodes. I'm telling you, you need to learn this junk because if you do, it will change the game. Life is a storm magnet, my friends. Yep, it's a storm magnet and the fruit of your life is awesome. Your fruit, your gifting is like the rudder on a ship that guides you and um, how you express love, but it's not the boat or the current in the middle of the storms. I always think of that story where Jesus sends the disciples out in a boat and immediately in the Sea of Galilee, it's like this massive storm comes and they start freaking out. The Sea of Galilee is in like the way that it's set up in this valley. It's like it's a storm magnet. And so it's like, why were they surprised that there was a storm there? Sometimes I think about that God sends us out in these ships and he sends us out to do all these amazing things. And then the storms of life come and we freak out. When really we live in a storm magnet. We live in a world that is not perfect. We live in a world that is broken. And it's important to understand that in order for us to express love, we have to understand that our gifting is just is like the rudder on the ship. It's just kind of taking us to the next shore. But it's not the ship. It's not the current. It's not what put us in the boat to begin with. But it is helping us along. So yes, it's important, but it's not the end-all be-all. But I digress. Roots are what we're talking about, not boats. Roots, yes, they dig down deep. So deep that they're gaining sustenance from the depth of the deep that is the vastness of God. It makes me excited to talk about it because I love fruits. We live in a world that says fruit is what we should cultivate. And yes, you want fruit, but during winter seasons, and and I live in Florida, so hurricane seasons, fruit will not be what um, keeps you intact. Nope. Roots will. I'm going to repeat that. In winter seasons and in hurricane seasons, fruit will not be what keeps you intact. Roots will. 
So that's why I want to share with you solely about roots and the shade that you can offer people if you plant yourself under the right stuff. Okay, so today we're going to talk about three things. We're talking about roots, but I'm going to give them to you at the top because I feel like it's important that you understand them. Are you ready? You need to get rooted, you need to grow roots, and you need to steward your roots. Get rooted, grow roots, and steward your roots. Okay, first things first. You got to get rooted. Chatty, what the crap do you talk about? What are you talking about? What do you mean get rooted? I am rooted. I'm listening to your podcast. No, no, shush, shush. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say get roots, I mean get planted. And by planted, I mean plant your butt in a local church. Yes, with weird people, real people, people that are going to ask you your business, people that are going to want to know all about you. Introvert's worst nightmare. Planted means finding a mentor, getting plugged into a small group, group, serving somewhere in the house. Planted in a local church is what I'm talking about. If you want to get roots, if you want to see the fruit of your life come into fruition, if you want to see the dreams of your life come into fruition, you got to get planted. 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 Yes. Okay. This means you got to find like a local soil. Uh, I'm talking to millennials probably. So you guys love local (laughs) jokes. No. Okay. Find some local plant, get yourself in there, get in a church that is in your city and get connected. I'm not talking about like online church. That's great. Online church is fantastic, but that's not planted. That's potted. And that's another revelation for another day. Community only happens when you're planted. Current culture will tell you that community can be found online. Hey guys, cause we're kind of a community, right? And it totally can, but it's a potted community, guys. This is just meant to um, enhance what God is doing within you. But I can't be the person to push you forward every day in your life. I'm a Friday thing. But what you want is planted community. Get in a church where there are actual humans who will hold you accountable and love you and believe in you and look at you dead in your eyeballs and speak life over you. That whole seed breakdown that I've been talking about, This whole thing, the first 10 minutes of this thing, I actually got that by sitting in a small group 10 years ago, and it's still producing fruit in my life. So I'm not telling you anything that I'm not doing myself or that I'm not living out, because I'm like super planted. I'm planted in one of the most life-giving churches in the nation, and I love my church. Like, when my husband and I got to Celebration Church, we were on the verge of divorce. It was like the last straw for us. We had only been married a year. I know, we wanted to kill each other after a year. That shouldn't happen. But it did. And we went to Celebration Church. We sat through two services. Because we came from a Spanish church and we thought there was an intermission, that's a different story altogether. But we sat through the services. We cried through the services. And at the end of it, we were like, this is, this is going to be the place that we're going to call home. And it's been 15 years since we made that decision. And since I made that decision, Celebration Church has walked me through cancer, stalled dreams, the loss of my grandmother. All these things I survived was because of my church family. And it was because I got planted. Like, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't planted in the local church. Like, this is great. Guys, let me tell you something. Doing the podcast... I just finished my first book. Like all the other things that God's doing outside of the local church is just fruit of me being planted in the local church. And I think a part of this is truly understanding that being rooted, being planted in the local church is so much more than working and serving. It, it's understanding that you're a culture carrier of the soil that God has planted you in. 
Yes, so getting planted isn't just getting in the local church, but if you work for a church, it's it's understanding that you're a culture carrier of whatever God is doing in that house in that season. So when I say I'm planted in my local church, I bleed the culture of what God is doing there. I support my pastors. I know what they're I know what they're reading. I know what they're seeking God about, and I try to do the same because I want to be on the same page with what God is doing in the soil that I'm in. So I know a lot of people are listening to this that could possibly be working for a church, and that's awesome. And you're like, Chadi, I'm planted. No, no, no. Your job doesn't make you planted. Your heart makes you planted. And so are you a person that um, can be a culture carrier of what God is doing in the soil that you're currently planted in? Because if you are, then you truly are planted. Are you looking for a job? Is that why you serve there? Are you a person that maybe only is there because you have a job? If that's the case, it's not a bad thing. It just means that you have to work a little harder to understand that God might have you there to be a culture carrier. Being planted is so much more than just going to church. It's so much more than putting yourself in a place where you serve at a church. Being planted is quite literally being so rooted in where God has you that you're able to bear fruit in the likeness of the place you're planted. This is the most important thing that I probably have ever done next to loving Jesus, falling in love with my husband, is getting planted in the local church. Game changer. Second thing, grow some roots. Okay. When I, okay, I have thoughts on this, but I don't know how to say it nicely. Who are we kidding? I don't know how to say anything nicely. So I'm just going to say this because imagine, okay, okay, how do I say this? I love you, whoever you are sitting there staring at your phone. You are loved and God has a plan for your life. But if you do not do this, it's going to jack you all up. Okay? You got to get in the word and you got to pray. Podcasts are fantastic. Okay? Look at me. I love, I loves podcasts. I'm doing a flipping podcast. But you got to get in the word and you got to pray. Roots only grow when they're being cared for like this. And this is how you care for the roots, okay? What you ingest matters. What you ingest matters. Guys, I don't know what I would do without my Bible. Like, I'm in a creative job, and before I start projects, I open up my Bible and I say, God, show me what you're doing. Tell me what I need to say. Before I start this podcast, I sit quietly in my office and I pray, God, make sure, Lord, let's be your revelation, not my revelation. Like, I pray, I seek God all the time because if he's not in the room. I don't want to be here. If he's not leading the charge, I don't want to be here. In order for my roots to grow, I have to be connected to the vine. I've got to be connected to to what is really truly going on in the kingdom. And I just want to be attached to him. So let's go back. What are you ingesting? People always get kind of pissed off at me because I won't follow them in Instagram. Look, if I'm not following you on Instagram, please don't get offended. This is my, this is my why behind it. I We'll stalk your Instagram for 72 weeks. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it's me being a chimosa and I'm a Spanish person and I just want to know everything about everyone's life. So I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter. I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram. Um, I don't post things to my story of people who are not actually in my story. I try to keep everything internal and close and authentic as possible because if not, I'll spend 17 hours watching Grey's Anatomy and not in the word of God. Like I have to be really careful of what I ingest because I have a 
uh, addictive personality. Does anybody else have that? Like where they binge watch Netflix for four, 42 days and it's like, wait, I'm Christian. Why haven't I read my Bible? Like, because I know that about myself and I'm self-aware, I'm careful at what I look at on TV. I'm careful what I watch on movies. I'm careful what I do with social media because I know that I, in order for my roots to continue to grow and be healthy, I've got to be in the word and praying. So I have to be diligent on what I ingest. So I read a lot, not just the Bible, uh, but I read um, uh, books by people I really, really look up to. Like, really, really look up to. I just wiped my nose in case you heard something weird like that. I just did it again. Um, so this helps me grow my roots. Now, I'm going to give you the five books uh, that I've read that have helped me in the last, I would say, five years to just, this is change game changer for me, okay? First thing, if you're writing this down, in order to grow some roots, you got to be careful what you ingest. And I'm going to give you what I've been ingesting for the last five years, Okay. Anything and Everything by Bill Johnson. There it is. That's it. Just kidding. Anything and Everything by Bill Johnson. I'm not kidding. The dude from Bethel, get every book he has. It has totally taught me how to be led of the Holy Spirit. Bill Johnson, if anybody knows him, I want to be best friends. Like, forget the Claire Danes thing I said in the first episode. If Bill Johnson was in front of me, someone would have to sedate me. Like, I'd be like, I need you to prophesy to me right now. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I'm good. I'm totally normal. Oh my God. Bill Johnson's amazing. Have you guys read his books? Like that dude hears from Jesus. So like, I just want to hear from Jesus like Bill Johnson. So I read all his books. Also, if you're a creative, like in a creative sphere, you need to read Dreaming with God by Bill Johnson. You're welcome. I just had all my interns read it. Game changer. So anything and everything from Bill Johnson. Not because I'm a stalker psycho, but because that dude hears from God and I want to surround myself, even if it's from afar, with people who hear from God. I'm just kidding. You wouldn't have to sedate me. You'd have to sedate me if Celine Dion was in the room, but not Bill Johnson. Seriously, though. Celine Dion, I love you. Anyways, second book, Rhythms of Grace by Carrie Weems. I don't just say that because she's my pastor. I say that because the lady is the jam, and she is the most gangster content Yoda I've ever met in my life. No one... Okay, so when I say Bill Johnson hears from God, Carrie Weems is like a reservoir of knowledge that I've never experienced in my life. And she wrote this book called Rhythms of Grace, and it taught me that my busyness was not making me successful. It was making me immature. And it charged me to embrace, like, rest. Like, how do I rest? As a creative, um, you run around, and you're always busy, and you're working on the weekends, and you're freelancing. And it taught me that, like, that wasn't God. Me not taking time to really just spend time with my husband and just rest just rest in God and rest in his peace was actually immaturity. And so that game, that was like game changer for me, Rhythms of Grace. So anything from Bill Johnson, Rhythms of Grace. The next book um, that I read that was like epic, epic game changer was, um, okay, these books and the ones I'm telling you, like I read them and then I gift them because I've done this three times already. Okay, ready? Sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus and following in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. I won't even attempt to say who the author is because I'm going to jack up her name, but she's amazing and I would love to just sit at her feet and hear about all the stuff that God has given her um, revelation about. Like it, that's this whole Rabbi Jesus stuff, it taught me how to read my Bible. It, it, it explained how the first century Jews saw and interpreted Jesus and how the disciples followed him and it changed the way I embrace the Bible and read the Bible. You know that fragrance thing I was talking about the other day? Dude, that's from her book. Like, I wish I got that revelation on my own. Nope, that's from sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus. Yes, and amen. Go get those books, both of them. Okay, here's another one. Massive game changer. If you're young, in ministry, and you're like waiting for your next big thing, shush, shush, 
just go get this book. It's called Anonymous by Alicia Britt Jolie. It taught me how to embrace the dormant dream seasons. It's gangster. All it talks about is how Jesus spent most of his life in hiding, which like, how did I not realize that? And why would our lives be any different? It embraces the hidden seasons of life. Okay. In case you're lost, we're talking about growing roots and we grow roots by ingesting good things. And I'm telling you all the epic good things that I ingest. All right. Final book, Zealot by Riza Aslan. This taught me how to ask questions about my faith. By the way, it's okay to ask questions about your faith. When you're pressed to ask questions, God meets you at your ask and he gives you revelation. Okay. Sometimes you won't like your answers, but that's okay. God is still God and God is still faithful. So I need you to get planted. In order to get roots, you got to get planted. I need you to grow some roots. And the only way you'll grow roots is by being a good steward of what you ingest. Thirdly, here we go. You got to steward your roots. Yep. Steward your roots. This means you got to guard your circle. You got to guard your intake. You got to guard with consistency all the time. But stewarding your roots is way more than just guarding everything that's going on. It's um, being cautious with what and who you share your dreams with. It's being cautious and surrounding yourself with people who realize that maybe you're not ready and they see that with wisdom and they help you get ready. You steward your roots with accountability. You know how some plants they'll have like um, fences around them or they'll have like uh, things that make like in our church, we have all these beautiful uh, plants and there's little signs everywhere that's like, you know, if you could please stay off the grass, stay off the flowers. Um, sometimes you just got to tell people to stay off, stay off of where you're planted in a nice and loving way because you're still growing because you're not ready yet to give your fruit away. And God wants you to be ready, but the only way you'll be ready is with accountability. So yes, You've got to get consistent with understanding that you got to be planted. you got to be grow some roots. But in order to steward your roots, there's a safety in knowing you have the right people around you. There's a safety in knowing you've put up the right boundaries and the right things. It's not a bad thing. Accountability is not a bad thing. It's not pushing people away. It's wisdom. And so stewarding your roots well takes understanding accountability and getting the right people around you and understanding uh, what to step into. Look, I remember when I was doing music, I would play everywhere and anywhere. It didn't matter where you asked me to play, I would play there. And that was good. Except for what happened was, is I was giving my, my gift away when it wasn't ready. I needed to wait. I needed to learn my songs better. I needed to learn my instrument better. And God wants you to go out there, but not every door that's open to you is meant to be walked through. Some doors God gives to you just to show you that the doors are coming. But it takes wisdom to know the difference. All right. Quick recap. If you want to lead yourself and people well, if you want to pioneer creatively or pioneer in the sphere that you are in, whether it's the marketplace, whether it's, I don't know, parenting, then my friend, you're going to have to remember these things. Perfection is a myth. Emotions are a necessity. Love is a must-have and sacrifice is the how-to. But roots are the gatekeeper to your dreams. That's my favorite one so far. Roots are the gatekeeper to your dreams. Yes, you want dreams, you want a legacy, you want fruit of your life, then you got to focus on your roots. You got to get rooted by planting yourself in the local church. You got to grow your roots by ingesting things that will grow you. And, <laughs> and you got to steward your roots by surrounding yourself with life-giving sources that will help bring shade when you need it and safety when you need it and water when you need it. And they'll watch for things that may come and try to uproot you. Yes, 
Those are the things that you have to focus on. Focus on your roots. Be patient, my friend. The fruit of your life will come. It's meant to last, and your fruit's not even meant to last through every season, but it is going to come. Fruit isn't designed to survive every storm or every season. They're meant to be given away. And if you want your life to be available, to be broken and blessed and given to away like that feeding of the 5,000 story I told last week, then you got to understand your roots and that they lead you to the fruit that you're going to give away. So, shift your focus today. Get rooted. Get focused on growing your roots and stewarding your roots well. There's actually people on the receiving end of you getting this. That's right. This isn't for you, so listen and share it. Your life is meant to be shade for others. Just navigating this road called life. And as usual, you flippin' got this. I believe in you, and I hope this has blessed you, and that it's something that continues to sharpen you. And make sure you're following me on Instagram, because I'm going to post all about these books on my blog and stuff. And, um... You've got this, dude. You're the best. Don't get weary if you're in a stage that you don't see fruit yet. I know that that can totally bog you down, but don't let what you see become the facts of your life. His timing is perfect. And just remember, if you are waiting, character is built in the waiting. And God has some things that he's going to build out in you. All right. I love you, weirdos. See you soon.